and welcome to Wild Women, the Wild Swimming Podcast. I'm Laura McDonald. Firstly, I'd like to say a huge thank you to everyone who listened to the first episode. It means the world to me, seeing all the shares and the comments on the socials, and I even got my first five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. So excited! It's been really lovely, and everyone has been so kind. I am just so grateful. I haven't set up separate socials for the podcast yet, uh, but I will hopefully get around to it in the next couple of weeks. In the meantime, you can follow me at the underscore yellow brolly on Instagram, and I will share anything relevant there when I have it. I need to do a few quick thank yous uh, before we get going. Firstly, to Mary St. Mary of the Housecoat Project, who got in touch to give me permission to use their song, Wild Women, as the theme music. I'll post a link to the full track on Spotify in the show notes. I also need to quickly thank my mum, Rita, who helped me with some of the research for this episode. So thank you very much, mum. Love you. Right, this episode we are talking to Jude Hunter. Jude is one of the founder members of the Southside Dippers, a swimming group based in the south side of Glasgow. Back in the relatively free and breezy tier three times that was early December, I went and met Jude for a Sunday morning swim in Whitelock in East Renfrewshire. We recorded the interview over Zoom later that week, however, because it was just too blooming chilly to sit for any length of time for an atter at the lockside. She's so much fun to hang out with, as I'm sure you will be able to tell. She also has this incredible ability to answer a question before it's been asked. So you might hear a little bit less from me than you might expect for an interview. She taught me her amazing secrets to getting ready as quickly as possible after a swim, which, as it turns out, I need to practice. And I will fill you in on that story later on. Before we get going, there are one or two wee sweary moments. Nothing too terrible, but I thought I would give you a heads up just in case there are sensitive ears nearby. But now, over to Jude. We get into all things body confidence, missing the sisterhood, and why Facebook group admins need the patience of a saint. What about yourself? You've been out today? Not today, yesterday and the day before. So I've now done my two swims for December. I know for that <laughs> polar bear penguin challenge, uh-huh. I'll obviously do more. To get started, would you mind just kind of saying your name for the tape, just so that I'm pronouncing it right? It's uh, Jude Hunter. Beautiful. Thank you very much. I kind of have a wee scale. So we've got dippers at one end, followed by swimblers. Then we've got serious face swimmers, then athletes at the other end. So where do you reckon you are on that spectrum? I'm probably a swimbler. Can you just tell me a little bit about how you got started outdoor swimming? Last kind of spring, summer, uh, I joined a local, a menopause support group because finding myself aged 48 and perimenopausal in symptoms. And I went to a few of the groups, actually not that many, probably about two, but we had a Facebook page and one day somebody put a post saying they'd read about the Gower blue tips that outdoor swimming was good for menopause symptoms so they said somebody fancy trying it so a few of us said yep that would be good and then I think there was about five or six of us went down because we were a bit like obviously most of us had maybe swum in the sea on holiday or swum in outdoor pools in warm countries but most of us hadn't been swimming in the sea in Scotland all that often because generally as you know it's pretty cold <laughs> even in the summer 
or in locks or reservoirs or anything. So we went down, we kind of we agreed to meet up with Catherine, who runs the Barassi Sea Swims group. And she met us and kind of gave us a, an induction about tips for swimming in the sea, like how to feel safe. And one or two of the group were much more nervous about it. Their kind of brave step was actually just getting in and covering like maybe up to their waist or up to their shoulders, but not actually swimming. And that was a big thing for them. And some of the rest of us kind of got in and got in the waves. And even though it was cold, I mean, it was July, I think, but it was still quite cold. It wasn't, you know, we have mixed summers, don't we? We sometimes have a summer where it's it's pretty decent. I can't remember last summer, but I don't remember it being particularly okay, warm. Hi, sorry, quick interruption. Jude might not have any strong memories of the weather that year, but I bloomin' do. July 2019 was actually pretty toasty here. The hottest temperature ever recorded in the UK was 38.7 degrees C in Cambridge on the 25th of July 2019. Now, the only reason that I have a strong memory of this is because I was about 12 months pregnant that summer and I have never before been so grateful to be stuck at work and missing all the fun because being pregnant in a heat wave is a special kind of unpleasant and my work has air conditioning. I remember actually thinking about going in on my days off. Jude's not wrong about the mixed summers though because August 2019 was actually the second wettest on record beaten only by a particularly soggy 1985. Anywho, back to Jude and that first dip. So yeah, we went in and then after that we tried various locks. So Duck Bay, that was a favourite for many of us. There was others in the group that went further because there was a couple of other, I mean it was only a year ago, like just over a year ago, but or a year and a half ago, and there was a few swim groups, but not compared to now. So there was a Fife swim group, so I think some people went up and swam there. And where else? The Wild West swimmers, but there was another group I can't remember the name of. Anyway, some of them were going up and swimming in places like Loch Veneker and Loch Sean and some of the other ones around there, like near Calendar Way. I never went in any of those swims because I didn't have the time. Because I was working almost full time in the city centre in Glasgow and had my boy. So I didn't have time to drive, you know, like an hour and a half to get for a swim. And I suppose as well, at that stage, I was not confident. Like even if I went to Barassi or Duck Bay, I would get in up as high as about my shoulders and then swim across the way parallel to the shore. Like I didn't go out with my depth at all. Hi, sorry, another quick interruption. Just wanted to say that this is actually a very good plan, particularly if you're new, if you swim in the sea, or if you're maybe just not as strong a swimmer as you would like to be. Anyway, sorry Jude, back to you. So I probably did about half a dozen swims last year, that was all. The last one I did was in the 1st of December, and that was the coldest swim I've had until this year. <laughs> um, so, and then between January and March when the lockdown started it was like well that's really cold and I kind of didn't really fancy it that much and probably not that many of the group were swimming but we had by that stage formed a little spin-off Facebook group of the Southside Blue Tips we called ourselves at the time and there was a small number of us back then like last year like maybe a dozen not much more than about 20 of us and I think there's like 500 odds now in that group. Oh jeez. Um, I know. And that's us the Dippers now. We had to change your name because the Blue Tits became a social enterprise and they wanted their name back unless you affiliated to them. But the group itself, like the Blue Tits, is still like women 
in that kind of broad definition of women, like it would include non-binary and so on. So then the lockdown happened and obviously from March onwards, because I think last year I was thinking, well, you know, I'll, I'll swim again in the spring and it took a lot longer than that before we were allowed to do anything. I think it was like June sometime where they said you could start swimming and I don't know what happened. It's like this year I've just swum constantly. You know, I've been swimming three, four times a week probably since we were allowed out to swim. And this time I was swimming in places that I didn't swim last year. And I think that's been quite a big deal for me because although I'm working at home because of the pandemic, so I'm a bit more flexible about when and where I can swim, it seems like quite, uh, you know, like to travel 40 minutes, say, for a short swim when you know it's going to be cold and you're in skins and you're not going to be in in the winter more than about 15, 20 minutes. You know, whereas the places that I've discovered in East Renfrewshire, they're only about 20 minutes drive from where I live. So that's kind of encouraged me to swim more this year as well. But I think it's just been about just how tough it's been this year. Like many people, I mean, I notice on the swim pages, you know, there's loads of them, Wild Swimming Scotland, Outdoor Swimming Society, all these different Facebook groups. There's still people now in December saying, putting up posts saying, I want to have my first swim. And you're like, oh my God, are you mental? (laughs) You know, it's December. What are you starting now for? Why didn't you start in like July or August or even September? Because it was still lovely and Mm. quite warm in some places, swimming in the sea or lochs even you know, August and September. But yeah, people are getting into it because they, they have less options. You no know, gyms are closed, you can't go to a swimming pool. And obviously because I think the more people are doing it and talking about the benefits that they feel, then they want to kind of get into it themselves, you know, and they want to get some of that. Absolutely. On the benefits then, I mean, you said you as a group kind of got together out of a, a menopause support group. I mean, did you find that it helped with those symptoms? I think it did. It's like, it took a while. Hold on a second, what is it? That's the sound of Jude being interrupted by her son, who is on the hunt for snacks. And honestly, yes, I could have edited it out. But I respect the lad and his need for biscuits. We have all been there. Now, where were we? Oh, yes. Is wild swimming the answer to menopause symptoms? Yeah, I think not immediately. Like, for example, one of my memorable swims last autumn, I think I'd been to Barassi in June, maybe, and it was the first time I went to Loch Lomond. And it was September last year, and it was actually probably in the middle of what you would call like an Indian summer, you know, at the time. Mm -hmm. So I'd been working in the city centre all day and just like sweaty and hot from being in town. Like one of the things I started doing last year was when the weather was good cycling to work. But then obviously by the time you come back, you're like overwhelming feeling of like, (sighs) just feeling sticky and horrible and yuck. And we arranged for a swim in Duck Bay, like about half six, seven o'clock in the evening. And it was still like, you know, light then as well. And I couldn't believe it. It was just, I had this overwhelming sense of, well, number one, like coolness of like, I suppose by September, you know, the water wouldn't be cold, cold, but compared to like being in the sweaty city centre and quite warm temperatures, it was it was cool and cold. But also just like getting in there, it's like, you know, it was a dead still evening. You know, you're looking at that spot where you go in in Duck Bay. You're basically just looking around the bay at Loch Lomond. You can see some of the islands like Inchkela. 
you can see over to Balak and then right in front of you you can see Ben Lomond and it's just it just felt so amazing you know it was like so calming and so I, I think last year when I went in for swims I would still while I was getting into the water you know I would start squealing as soon as it hit my fan joe I'd be like oh fuck 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 and I actually I would use kind of of that swearing as a way you know to help me get into the water as well okay hi me again i did warn you about the swearing but this is actually a really sensible thing to do when adapting to extremes or discomforts dr stevens and his team at keel university have published a number of studies into the psychology of swearing the first of which it published in 2009 looked into pain and swearing They found that when test subjects were asked to plunge their arm into a bucket of ice water, they could stand the discomfort for much longer if they were allowed to swear as opposed to saying a neutral word. For more on the joys of swearing, I really recommend Emma Byrne's book, Swearing is Good for You. If you just fancy the potted highlights, then episode 74 of The Illusionist podcast with Helen Zaltzman has a really entertaining interview with Emma Byrne about the book. If you want all of this, but also Nick Cage chewing the scenery, because why wouldn't you? Netflix's The History of Swearing is very good too. Whereas I don't do that now. I'm quite like, you know, I'm acclimatised to a certain extent. But even though I was kind of squealing when I got in, like once I was in and swimming about, I just had this like huge grin in my face. I felt so happy. I just felt so like kind of like just washing away all the kind of difficulties and heat and everything of the day. I think last year when I started swimming, I didn't swim enough to get the benefits of it that I do now. Actually, from this summer uh, until just about a few weeks ago, my sleep had really improved. I still don't sleep all the way through the night anymore. I don't know if I ever will now. I would sleep quite well. And just despite the fact that all the kind of madness of pandemic was happening all around, I've definitely felt the benefits this year until like the last few weeks. And I think that's just, to be honest, that my own personal symptoms of, of menopause have, have increased somewhat. And, you know, like swimming is good, but it can't do everything. So I'm doing other things as well, like up in slightly up in my HRT dose. And I'm hoping that within a few weeks that, you know, that'll improve. There was actually a thread on the Outdoor Swimming Society page and somebody who was a woman who was saying I'm menopausal and she was asking about it and quite a lot of people contributing and about whether it made a difference, like for hot flushes and things like that. Some people saying yes and some no. So I, I think it's like an individual thing, you know. It's not like a pill you can take that will solve everything. Some people were saying they didn't take anything at all like no HRT or no herbal remedies and that swimming alone had changed that for them for me it's like I don't know how much it helps with the menopause I don't know but it's, it's more you can't separate everything out can you so it's really it's the thing it's the thing that makes you feel better it gives you better well-being and happiness which then in turn impacts on you know all those kind of challenges that you have in the menopause and especially, especially around body image and feelings about my body, because like it's just everything spreads out at this age. And I know that there's obviously women that stay slim through their whole life. I'm, you know, lucky them. I'm not one of those women. And I certainly feel that thickening round the middle, which is hard. 
and you feel less attractive, you feel less sexy, you feel, you know, like your clothes are tight and all that. But actually, you know, one of the things that's kind of happened around, certainly in the last few months, is I don't really care that much. I know that I should, and it's like, it's not that I wouldn't want to be healthier than I feel right now, but I don't know, just something about it. I'm like, I think it's maybe it's more about the focus on what your body can do than what it looks like. You go into really cold water and swim in a way that to me is now normal, but other people, like, you know, you, you get passers by or friends or anything who are like, I can't believe you're still doing that. You're off your head, or people go, Oh my God, are you getting in that water? I don't know. I'm just like, Yeah. Yeah. And it's even things like, you know, when you're getting changed afterwards, and it's like, you know, I don't have body confidence, but I'm whapping my tits out all over the place, you know, like in a, not in a kind of woof, but, you know, like just, I just want to get changed quickly. It's faster if you do it without trying to be all coy and hide under your towel or your dry robe or whatever. Whap it off and get changed. It's so quick. I have very much taken this lesson to heart as the weather continued to freeze. Weaking your entire kit off in order to get your layers on really does get you warmer and drier much quicker than trying to wriggle around under your dry robe. What I'd like to emphasise is the fact that when you are stripping off, you need to be careful what direction you're facing. Or the, say, old man out for a quiet Sunday walk last week might get more of an eyeful than he expected. I apologise, wherever you are. Anyway, let's get back to it. Barcades was the first place where I I just took this notion that me and my friend were there, there was nobody else there. And you think how big that space is. Beautiful nature, there's nothing else around. And it was just like, I was getting changed. So I just had this really strong urge to like just flash my boobs at the water. I don't know why, but just like to actually go like this. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and uh, my friend took a picture from behind, thankfully. And just laughing about it. It's like a certain, and there's something liberating about that. Thinking, you know, I don't care like I'm just this is just me and that that good feeling of you and your body being in the water and nature it's just a wonderful thing it is wonderful there's also a lot of other people that you know a lot of us like middle-aged women like make jokes about our bioprene and you know our sort of slight chub but it's true it's like you know there's plenty of women that go wild swimming wearing swimsuits and or wetsuits and they're not skinny and so it's not something that you feel dead self-conscious like you're the only chubby one you know because there's plenty of other chubbers as well so you know that makes you feel better it's like everybody's or there's women that are older and they're wrinkly or they've got saggy bits and nobody gives a shit and that's that's a great thing you know it's like the groups give me a great sense of camaraderie yes and that's one thing that I miss just now as well, because obviously I still always go with someone else. At the very minimum, a friend who be a spotter. But I miss those kind of group swims because, you know, it's good to go and swim with a friend, but it was a lot of fun as well. You know, that kind of sitting about and laughing and drinking tea and eating cake and what have you. You can still do those things, but uh, it was a lot more fun when there was a group of you doing it as well. I've not been particularly tempted to go on my own and I think that's just about common sense and safety. It's not as much fun as having a swim in a blether because I'm not like a serious, you know, front crawl speed swimmer. I like, you know, swimming alongside a friend and having a wee blether sometimes as well. How's the group working during lockdown? Because obviously it's changed a lot from last year when you got together. 
now that there's 500 of these. I know, and actually, I think a lot of those people are maybe lurkers or people that want to go swimming, but they don't actually swim because well, it was an example. So one of the group members, Anne, she had put a, a started a thread saying she was maybe going to make a calendar and could people send in pictures. And then on this thread, there was all these photographs. And I'm like, I see these people have all been swimming all this time and they never post anything. It's not like it's compulsive or anything, but I enjoy seeing like all the pictures of people doing swims. And so I would say at the moment, in terms of that group, there's probably only about half a dozen to ten of us that are regularly posting pictures or whatever of swims that we're doing. I know there's a lot of other people that are, must be swimming, but I, I don't know if they're shy. And then actually in response to that, I put a photo of myself, in my opinion, just looking absolutely stupid with a daft expression in my face. And I was like, it's dead nice to see these swims, you know, so look, don't be shy, you know, put your swims on the page. The admins have been quite strict about sticking to regular regulations and so for example if somebody posted a swim of more than three you know two households they would delete it they would they're kind of saying just now don't arrange meetups on the page because I think what was happening was there was maybe some people who although people might say I'm just looking for one other buddy to go a swim at this time you might get some others kind of like jumping up because they saw that people were meeting so they would turn up but I can see why the admin wanted to stick in with the rules so they've kind of stopped that for now and also if people go too far out of you know distance wise they would take those photos off just now as well so it is a wee bit harder but then I think because I've been swimming so much this year I've now got a sort of a regular sort of bank of people that I would ask to swim with every week and some of them are people that I didn't know like two or three months ago the women that I've met through swimming they're just brand new you know it's like they're dead friendly you can have a laugh it's like you can very quickly start having a laugh about things like you know how cold the water feels in your fanny or like you know you are having symptoms of menopause or anything else or just feeling a bit shit like in terms of people's mental well-being you know and it's very easy to have those conversations with people that you don't know very well and that I like that because I'm not very good at small talk I can't really be bothered with it I find it quite dull so I always like to get kind of like straight in there with talking about the interesting stuff with people when I meet them I don't always do that but it's just like that's my personal preference so but I've not met anybody that's been offended by that so far well that's good I think that might be one of the reasons that people look to a group like yours is if they were just there for swimming technique they would probably end up with one of the wild swimmers or whatever whereas you guys you came out of a support group and you've still got that mentality yeah it's true and actually the like the women that were in that original group you know i don't see all of them all the time but you know when i do it's just it's really nice you know it's a special thing I'm quite happy, like, just now, especially because I'm in a swimsuit. Uh, if I do 250 metres, I'm happy. It's like, that's 10 lengths. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, like, like the most amazing exercise, but I always kind of believe that, like, when you're doing things like that outside, it, you get more benefit of it. There's, there's more benefit of doing 10 lengths in white law than there is doing 10 lengths in a swimming pool. Especially at that temperature. That's what I mean. It's like, it's, it's the whole thing, isn't it? It's like the coldness yeah. and the air, the fresh air, you know, you get that resistance that you don't get in a swimming pool. It's definitely better. And actually, I went one day with my son. This was obviously before we went into 
tier four or whatever and he because he likes swimming but it's too cold for him now and we went to play bank pool because you could book into that without being a member and I mean it was fine I just swam up and down but it was like it's just not the same I didn't get anything remotely out of it but my plan had been to maybe if I was lucky like through the winter do one swim a week when it was cold and try and build up my swimming strength by going to a swimming pool and get better and faster at swimming but I actually now review that and I think that's not what I want to do. I'd rather just swim outside the whole time if I can, even if it's a shorter swim. Is there anything else that, that you think we need to know about the Southside Dippers? Are you still accepting members? They are. I'm not one of the admins, thankfully. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a job of work. I'm not strict enough to be an admin. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I notice every so often when I go and post on the page. I mean, that's another thing as well. Now you have to, your post has to be approved by an admin, so it didn't used to be before. And I think that's just in case people are doing like you know big group swims and what have you. But I, I still see the numbers going up. So I think it's about five hundred and thirty just now. And there's somebody I know who's on that group who's a friend who has never been open water swimming at all, but she's on the group. So I think there's just some people that like looking at the pictures and thinking about it and going, well, actually maybe that'll be me next spring when it gets a wee bit warmer there's so many right. of those posts in all the websites and, you just, and people like every day you somebody see a post saying somebody advise me what you know wetsuit to get and you're just like oh for the love of god use the search <laughs> button this is asked like about three times a day every day but that's why i'm not an admin because the admins are patient enough as be like oh for fuck's sake um but yeah i mean i think why should i be a gatekeeper to say somebody should do it you know no absolutely i I don't think it's about being a gatekeeper either i think it is about safety at this time of year because if you're in common sense yeah i mean i certainly wouldn't have started at this time of year and the only reason that i'm continuing in a swimsuit now is because i have done so much swimming sometimes get that feeling like see yesterday for example me and my friend Kim we went to try a new place we were like let's go somewhere different just for a bit of variety so we were going to try check out this loch loch lebo which is in, also in East Rain, near Upley Moor. And it turned out we met an angler who was like, oh. he actually seemed quite genuine about what he was saying, although I'm sure he embellished some of it. He was like, it's no more than three foot deep in that loch. I'm like, really? And then he was going, oh, they've got leeches and all that. So we're like, right. So anyway, we just thought, you know, that way it was starting to get a bit dusky and dark. By that stage, it was after three o'clock. And we're like, well, let's just go to Balgary because it's not that far. And, you know, otherwise it's going to be dark soon. And we parked at Balgary oh my god like in the car park the wind it suddenly started to get all choppy and it's like so we're walking along the path from the car park to the water's edge and actually that was one of those moments where I'm thinking what the fuck am I doing like you know it's like 20 past three it's going to be dark in 20 minutes it actually feels quite cold and I was almost like hoping because there'd been reports even though it's completely out of season blue green algae coming back on and off this year in some of the places that it shouldn't normally be at this time and it's maybe because it, although it's cold it's actually quite mild compared to normal so part of me when I was walking along that path was like I hope there is algae because then there's an excuse why I don't have to get my clothes off and go in the water and then I can just get in the car and drive home and uh, and put the heating on and be all warm and we got down to the water and it was like actually it's clear the water despite it being quite windy on the way the walk round the water was really quite calm and there was a sort of nice bluey pink light in the sky which I think was probably the result of a sky being full of snow 
And if we didn't bother get out my enormous thermometer and try and measure the water temperature, we just kind of got our stuff off and went in. And it was, again, another kind of short swim because of the time of year and it's cold, like 15 minutes. But it was just lovely. It was like, you know, from having that feeling of dread sometimes of like, what, this is going to be too cold. I don't want to get cold and wet. I just felt amazing afterwards. And I think that's the thing about the winter that, you know, you can have lovely long swims in the summer and the early autumn, like I did, sometimes 45 minutes up to an hour in water that was between 18 and 21 degrees at some point. And it's nice, but you don't get the same feeling of well-being that you get when the water's actually been cold. I think probably the peak best time for it in terms of the water cooling down but not being really freezing is probably late September, kind of early October when it's it's definitely cooler but it's not freezing cold and you can stay in for a reasonable amount of time. Then all of a sudden it just kind of drops, doesn't it? It's like you've gone for being quite comfortable swimming for about 30, 35 to 40 minutes and then the next thing you know you're like, I need to get out now. And it's only when you get out, you realise it's 20 minutes. And then the next week or two, you go, I need to get out before I feel too cold. And then you've only been in 15 minutes. But it's afterwards you get that kind of, and it's like even when you're in, like your whole skin is like tingling. There's like that moment where you think you've moved beyond the cold that you have when you get in. And then before you get too cold, when you have to come out, when it's just like the loveliest feeling. You know, it's just you in the cold water. Your whole skin, your whole body feels alive. And you just, there's like maybe about five minutes where you just feel like you could swim all day before you get too far too cold. You're like, my hands and my feet are freezing, I need to get out. <laughs> um, but, you know, there, there is, a, there is a, a, a period in that swim where you just feel like, you feel like Wonder Woman or something, you know? Wow. She is just so right about that. Thank you so much, Jude, for sharing your experiences and the word fanjo with us. I'm sure everyone listening recognised your amazing descriptions of how it feels to embrace a chill swim. If you fancy hearing more from Jude, you can follow her on her blog, queenleda.com. That's Q-U-E-E-N-L-E-D-A.com. It's occasionally about swimming, sometimes about health and well-being. It's always well-written and it's always very funny. Finally, I'd like to have a quick word with you, my lovely listeners, because I'm playing about with a few options to try and get this podcast to cover its costs. There's a few things that I could consider, um, running ads, possibly establishing ties with suitable brands, or possibly establishing a Patreon page to allow you to support the work directly. If any of you have any ideas, for example, if you know of any brands that you would be happy to hear me promoting, then please DM me on Instagram at the underscore yellow brawly and let me know. So yeah, in the meantime, flash your baps, embrace your bioprene, swear as loud as you need to, and send some love to your Facebook group admins. They are doing special work.